I'm Adam Jen, and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Adam, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? So, I believe that writing is a great way to communicate with developers and product managers to get things done. Right, okay. And you also, I believe, want to touch on other aspects of the importance of writing as an SEO. Yes. So I think not only does it help you get better communicating to those technical teams, but I also think it's a great tool to improve your communication skills and thinking skills to solve problems, to become smarter, to be to persuade others, translate technical, you know, sometimes jargon from, from Google into business speak for business stakeholders who have to understand what it is, what's happening. It's a a great way to brief your technical stakeholders. So your developers, your product managers, your content writers. It's a great way to to have a structured brief and just tell them what it is you're thinking of wanting to build, the guardrails, the, 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 you know, why we're doing it, what problem it's solving. And it also can help you kind of get ahead of problems because you can do what is called a pre-mortem on projects and you can talk about you know, what are these big risks? You know, let's write it down. Cool. It's a super boring way to do it, but it's just, you're trying to stop high risk, high risk problems, assumptions across the team from effectively just, you know, killing, killing a project or slowing a project down once it's released. And again, writing is a way to capture that, capture those thoughts, structure them in a way that can be clearly understood and then action them straight away. And there I was thinking that writing was becoming less important because of AI and we could just let AI do everything for us, but that's not the case. No. Um, in fact, I get asked this quite a lot when I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it with, with writing. It, remember, writing is thinking, right? You, you, when you write, you're crystallizing and refining your thoughts to communicate it to someone else, an email, a report, a Slack message, right? The problem with AI is it's doing the thinking for you. It's, it's writing it out. It's writing out the your thoughts and ideas, but you're copying it from another part of the internet and like, you know, and copying and pasting that and putting it into, into an email or to a report. It can help you improve what you've written, maybe in a different style, but it's certainly not a replacement for what you should be doing, which is thinking through problems and trying to identify those like recommendations or, or those, um, insights that you've taken out of data and writing as a tool that I use to use that, to do that with. So how does an SEO get better at writing? And is there any particular style of writing that an SEO should try to get better at? So there is a way you can get better at it. And it's something called copywork, right? And copywork is an old practice used by copywriters in ages past to help people get better at writing. And copywork is very, very simple, right? You take a piece of writing that's good, like a good piece of business writing, piece of writing that you think's communicates well, or you see it has done really well with stakeholders and you just copy it, right? The idea, the theory behind it is similar to learning to play a musical instrument. Do you, do you play David? You seem like a, you seem like a I musician. play a little bit. I, I <laughs> strum. I uh, <laughs> certainly don't do anything professionally. Do you, how, but how do you, how did you learn to play? Is it the guitar? Is it, what, how did you learn in the first So, so, so I, I think my issue, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the couch here, with learning a musical instrument was that my ear was quite good. So I tended yeah. not to look at um, musical notes, um, uh, look at pieces online or, or on a piece of paper or okay. whatever. I just, um, I, I, 
I, I figured out chords, um, oh, chords wow. that sounded good, or I, I played the the, the 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 piano based upon ears. So I, I learned where I should be, and I remember as a kid um, doing this little concert um, yep. and um, having to stop halfway through because I was completely stuck and I didn't remember um, where where I was and I wasn't reading what I was doing. So <laughs> probably not the example that you're looking for there, Adam. No, but you you uh, you kind of almost you almost almost made a very point. But the point, I guess, most people learn by playing other people's songs, right? Famous songs, like you know, they they you learn the the flow. But and you just said it there, like you started to feel that you you know you you kind of learn the patterns of these things, right? Same thing happens with copy work. When you when you learn to write others' work, you're not you're not trying to copy like just copy straight from it and start using their work. What you're doing is you're learning how a good piece of writing is you know works, and you're you're looking at the patterns and the way things way things work. The problem is is that we learn to write at like school, right? And you you wrote essays, and you know you have to write a, uh, a university kind of <laughs> dissertation or. or- Dissertation, yeah, that's it. Universe dis- dissertation. But if you write for the web, like I do, like my newsletter where you write for business writing, people don't have time to read chunks and chunks of paragraphs. You have to really structure and thin out your 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 work to make it easier to read sharper and just get to the point. And again, if you want to learn how to, to do business writing, you can read books or whatever, but the best way is to write. And to do that, you can do copy work, okay? And you can also, when you're doing this, remember, it's it's a skill, so you have to do it. So I'd highly recommend booking in what I call copy hour, which is just like booking some time in your calendar. It doesn't have to be an hour, it could be 30 minutes and just find some writing and just write it. The best way to do it is by hand, but I I sometimes do. I have like a Google Doc where I just literally start writing out people, like other people's good pieces of work that I've seen. And if you like, well, what pieces of good work? Well, you can do like Tom Critchers, SUMBA. He's pretty good at at writing. There's Amazon quarterly updates of, of ages past where they've literally written these things down. There's the Stripe like blog. Stripe's read, Stripe culture is really into writing and their, their blog really talks about it. Or you can look at really good emails internally that you work on or seen really good emails or seen other other newsletters or pieces of work that you, you like and it's really you know, has either persuaded somebody or you felt it's really good. Again, you can you can use that to copy copy that out. I'd also recommend using Hemingway. So Hemingway is a really good writing tool that's free. <laughs> that's important thing, free. That when you put in and paste your your work, it tells you the grade level, the reading grade level of that piece of work, right? And so many times I put my own work in that's technical. It's like it's postgraduate level, and I'm like, okay, I need to dumb it down, <laughs> tone tone this down, tone this down. Uh, and you want between grade six and grade eight. So for my newsletters for the SEO sprint, I'm writing at you're roughly a grade six to a grade eight kind of target because I know that people like. It, the reason why is because you're trying to make it easier for that person to read that information, digest it, understand it, and you're trying to get to the point. And is that a generally good, good rule of thumb for stakeholders as well? Because you mentioned stakeholders earlier on. So if you're writing for stakeholders, everybody. it's grade six to eight. Everybody, you're right. Okay. Everybody. Devs, product people. Uh, I, think that, I think what people think is, oh, I'm a, I'm a dev or product person. I'm really technical. And I'm like, they are, but they also have not a lot. It's time. That's like everybody's time is already booked, right? When you write at somebody, you're, you what you want them to do, you want them to do something, right? If I write an email, there's probably an action list on next steps, okay? We'll put that, you want to put that at the top. If there are blockers, you want to maybe put that at the top because you want to get to the point, 
right? And this is true for newsletters. It's, it's a copywriting thing, really. Uh, it's true for business writing. Everybody in every business, in every level, you just need to get to the point because nobody wants to listen to people, you know, talk lots and lots of paragraphs of text around technical things that they don't really care about, right? So it's just all around getting to the point. Superb. Okay. And is there any formula that you, you would use to actually structure content if you're writing for devs or stakeholders? Um, because, uh, for instance, I, I, I've produced um, a, a, a content uh, production course, a, a content marketing course, and part of that was looking at um, sales content. Um, and I was looking at a formula for creating sales content. And I really like um, Simon Sinek's way of um, looking at great businesses, starting off with why and then moving to how and then what after that. And I think that um, that's a formula that can be applied to sales content as well. So you start off with the, the, the why and then you move on to the how and then the what of what the business does um, and asking for the sales after that. And too many people start off with the, the, the what to begin with by mistake. Um, so there's a, a, a similar type of formula that, that you would apply to internal writing? So I'm going to say there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a difference between like sales copy, sales letters, content writing, and internal writing. You can still use some of these formulas, but the reason why it's different is because a lot of the time when I'm communicating to another stakeholder, I am trying to summarize a piece of insights that I found, like this recommendation or this piece of analysis. And what I use is, it's, it's called MISI principles, so mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive, okay? What that means is, right, imagine a shopping list. This is the, this is the thing everyone gives for this example, right? Imagine a shopping list, right? You're going shopping to Lidl or Tesco, right? But it's just one big list and you're like, oh, and everything's not grouped together. It's all like, so you have to go across the shop. I don't know about you, but I go down and I, you know, jump, jump across the shop based on what the list, the order of the list. But the Misi principle is very, is, is, is very simple. It sounds complicated, but it's not. It's basically grouping information that's relevant beneath it, right? So obviously you put, you're putting all the frozen stuff in the frozen section. You're putting all the bakery stuff in the bakery section. You want the meat in the meat section. Do you know what I mean? So you're grouping all of that list into those collectively, mutually sleuth and collectively opposite groups. Okay. It's kind of the same with your writing. Okay. What you want to do is you want to group information together, like in a very simple way that helps them understand, okay, this is the problem. So let's say you got hit by the recent album update, right? Cause who hasn't apparently? You need to then provide action next steps. So what are those next steps? Well, this is the problem. Okay, we're seeing a drop in a drop in these in these rankings. We've done all this analysis. We're guaranteed that business owner doesn't want to read reams and reams and reams of pieces of content, right? So what you're doing is you're going, this is the problem, this is our action, and beneath that, here are th three key initiatives. It's always three, don't know why. It's always three key initiatives that you're gonna to do to help overcome that problem. And that's going to help action that top level. We need to improve content and do dirt, dirt, dirt. And here are the, here's the reasons why. And you can, and you can read the in-depth stuff if you want, but straight to the point, this is what we're doing. And that is the MISI and what is called the pyramid principle. So the pyramid principle, these, these are like business consultancy, McKinsey level, like frameworks that are used for years, but the pyramid principle is very you're using the MISI, but what you're doing is, is writing from like part one is writing to get to like a piece of action. So you have your 
problem, the recommendation, and your your three, usually three key pieces of information. And then the second part of the pyramid principle is you go down. So you're going up the pyramid, and then the second part is going down. You're getting to the point when you're communicating to your stakeholders, right? Anybody high, you know, high management or leadership, quite a lot of people just want you to get to the point. So you get to the point, and then you go into details if needed, right? And you can use writing, by the way, to improve your slides. So what I do a lot is write and then put stuff in slides rather than try and make stuff in slides, you know, because I don't make anything else, but slides, they're great to communicate and present ideas, but they're not great to think through problems, really dig into your analysis. It's a great way to connect both of those things together. That's, that's the MISI in the pyramid principle. Yeah. 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 So it's good. It's great points. Yeah. You should establish your story certainly before building your slides. And I, th- I think um, many people can get focused on pretty pictures or images and then apply the story to that. But I guess it should be the other way around. So should every SEO build the skill set of great writing or maybe technical SEOs? Is it necessary for technical SEOs to become good writers as well? Yeah, I am a technical SEO. Um, I I didn't realize the power this had over persuading people, improving my, like becoming just smarter as well, just helping me think through problems better, identifying problems as well, because you as you do as you do this whole writing it down, you're thinking it through Chris Lesnar and thinking, oh, actually, there's quite a lot of assumptions I'm making here. There's questions that haven't been answered. I need to go and you know, I need to go off and get these questions answered. I think you you're not trying to be like an amazing, you know, author, but you are it is all about just improving your thinking and then improving your communication. And even if you work on it a little bit, I found that people get just it just helps them get across what they want to people to do, right? Because SEO is all about persuading others to do things that needs to be done. So it's, I think it's a great tool for that. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? Cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to go against what I've said for the this entire episode. So what you, what is, is people love to do is try and automate workflows and try and cut out speaking to others. Especially in SEO, it's like, oh, you know, a crawler's alerted us to a problem. I'm just going to email the dev. Okay, I've, I've written this great, I'm using writing to write this great, short, quick email, explains everything, and I go, fire it all. What people should avoid doing is, is they should, you shouldn't try and make a process where you don't talk to people. You have to go and sit and discuss things. It's conversation over documentation. You can write things down as much as you want and cl- in clear way. But I, I, my own experience tells me that people aren't going to always read it. Just because they read it does not necessarily m- mean they understand it. You can write the best email and the most clear email. Doesn't necessarily mean that they even remember it, right? They'll read it and go, cool. And then, <laughs> then they'll forget. Conversation, I find, is something that a lot of d- SEOs will chuck just recommendations overall and run away. So it seems it's quick and easy to do, just run a crawl, send it to devs, call it's not my problem anymore. But you have to own it, you have to have that conversation. So I think I think you should, people should really be having conversation, trying to be proactive and having these conversations with devs and product people and business stakeholders. I know it's tough. I know it's tough to have these conversations, but I think it's more productive to have conversations than it is to just rely on a, a system or a process that nobody necessarily even understands what's going on. 
Adam Gent is Independent SEO Product Manager at The SEO Sprints, and you can find him over at theseosprints.com. Adam, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for having me. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.